0: So uh, when, I, when I think of like mental healthness, mental illness, and uh, disorders, and that, that, that we just see um, everywhere. It's everywhere. It's not like, oh, I don't know anybody, or, or I'm distant, or that. No, in fact, probably, um, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but many of you in this room, I know that, not because I know you, but I just know, statistically speaking, many of you. Are having your own battles, your own struggles, uh, disorders of different kinds, and 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 it's a very real thing. But I was thinking about this topic, and I was like, man, it it was something growing up that was never it was this was never talked about for me growing up ever. Um, I don't think I ever had a conversation with my dad about my feelings, uh, or or what I was going through, or or even depression. In fact, um, our family's first situation with depression that we had in our family uh, was my younger brother. He was a football player, really good football player, and had some concussions. And the last concussion he had put him into a crazy spin. Uh, really dark place. And, uh, and, and anyway, and, and that kind of opened our eyes uh, to the brain, to things that are going on then, and things that are happening that are in your control, that are outside of your control, and all of that. And then I remember as I was, uh, after I got out of college, I was a youth pastor, and, uh, and I would take my high school students, I would take them once a month to a, uh, it, was a it was a homeless shelter. And I would take them there and we would serve there. And it was really cool. I loved how they did it. We would get to serve uh, the people that came in. we get to serve them uh, like they were at a restaurant. And and so and we got to make it feel really special and all that. And so it was one of those things where I would bring the youth in because I just felt like, man, this is a great thing for them to experience, to see. A lot of them had come from like a small town, didn't even know really what people were going through. And the thing that just surprised me more and more, because uh, one of the things that we do with people, groups, and people as a whole is we'll stigmatize them, we'll label them, and we'll say this is a one-size-fits-all problem. And and the people that say that to me are people that either have zero education or they've they've not connected with people at all. Uh, Because if you put yourself out there with people um, that, that have different backgrounds than you, different living situations than you, you will be confronted really quickly with the reality that it's not like someone just woke up and said, oh, this is what I want. And there's a lot of things that have happened to these people that were outside of their control. Um, I, I, I met this, uh, maybe I shared this story before. One of the things that was huge for me is I remember serving there, and, and there, was, there was a woman, uh, and, and man, she, you could just tell mentally she was just struggling. And I, and I remember I, I tried to like strike, up a, strike up a conversation. It was tough. And she had a friend there that was with her and just said, do you know that she used to be a lawyer? And I just went, what? And she goes, yeah, she stepped out uh, on a street um, and a bus hit her. And, and literally, uh, she's never been the same. Insurance held up her paperwork. She couldn't get the help she needed when she needed it. And it's just been, it's been a train wreck. Now, that's a very extreme situation, right? But that's somebody that's dealing with something that if you just saw her, you would, just, you would go, what's wrong with her? And maybe you would label her. And maybe you would say, why can't you do this? Why aren't you uh, able to do that? Um, and, and, and there's very real things, right, that's happened to her. Uh, that would break your heart, right? And, and so um, I feel like this topic is something uh, that for, for some, uh, it's very clear, oh, this is why this is happening. For others, it's like, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why this is happening to them. I don't know how to walk through it with uh, them. And it's gotten to this place in our culture, in our society, where it is literally, and I'll just use the word because it's, it's the language right now, it's a pandemic, right? I mean, mental health is a pandemic. It's not like a problem. It's a pandemic. I mean, I was, I've been reading up on this and I've, I've actually got some more books coming that I'm really excited to unpack. Uh, and, and, and literally nearly one in five U.S. adults struggle from a mental illness. Like one in five. Like, it, it, like it's no longer like, oh, oh, oh. No, it's, it's everywhere. One in five. I, 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 this broke my heart because I have three boys. Yeah, just over 20 percent of children either currently or at some point during their childhood, during their life, have a seriously debilitating mental disorder. Okay, that, that, man, that's rough. And so when I say like, um, you know, and, and I may phrase it differently when I talk about mental illness or a disorder of some kind, here's some of just the kind of high-level ones uh, that, that we're going to, some we're going to talk about exclusively. Next week, I am exclusively going to talk about anxiety. So that's next week. Uh, like some of these are going to be just like, they're huge. Um, the reason I, I say anxiety, anxiety is one of these uh, conditions. And, uh, and it's the most common one. Literally 40 million adults. Uh, and, and it's going to happen to 30%. Uh, percent, well, it's, it will happen to 30% of all adults at some point. You will go through anxiety. Um, I don't say that to go like, oh, good luck, you, you know, um, but it's, it's a very real thing. It's, pro- it's the most prevalent. Uh, there's depression. There is substance use disorders, okay? Uh, now, uh, substance, you know, it can be what? It can be literally an addiction, or it could be just using a substance enough to where it disorders your mind, right? Uh, so it's not always an addiction, um, and for some people, it, it just affects you differently. Okay, so, so that's a very uh, real uh, thing. Like we talk about ad- ad- addictions, um, bipolar disorder, uh, there's ADHD, there's schizophrenia, there's autism, there's, there's eating disorders, uh, there's OCD, there's PTSD, uh, right? There's, there's phobias. Uh, and so you see uh, all of these uh, things, uh, and, and there's literally like some of these bleed into the next, don't they? Like some, it starts as this, um, it starts as maybe a phobia, then it's anxiety, then it's, then it's a, a fear, then it's, like, then, it's, then it's like a state of depression, uh, and some of these climb, some of these, it's like it starts here, uh, it, it's I try this substance, makes me feel good, uh, I like it, and then all of a sudden, you're not you anymore, right? Uh, for, for others, it's, it's literally, you're on this train of addiction, you can't get off it. And, uh, and, and it has, it has changed who you are. It's changed your surroundings, your friendships and all of that. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you're dealing uh, with that. Some of these are, you know, I use the example of that lady that, that was a lawyer at some point and it was very clear something was wrong, right? So for some people it's very clear something's wrong for other people. You know what? It's not clear at all. You have no idea, no idea that they're battling this. Uh, that's the scariest thing. We talk about depression in itself. Week three is going to be depression. Is, is depression, it always catches you off guard. Not only does it catch your friends off guard that you have it, but it catches you off guard that you're depressed a lot of times. Um, and, and, and sometimes we also run from labels, don't we? Right, we're scared, or 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 we're like, no, no. Um, but but I, w- I want to tell you something that's really kind of cool. Uh, this is a statistic that that literally was, um, and it's not even uh, from like uh, it's it's Gallup who did the poll. Uh, but literally, what we see is that um, church attendance helps mental illness. And literally, they have a statistic out, and they they were they have statistics, you guys. When it comes to mental illness, they have so many things uh, that they're looking at, and and one of the things that they saw that helped is somebody being consistent in a uh, at, in a religious gathering, someone having consistency, and not just like once a month, but they say the more frequent, the better overall their mental health is, and the less likely they are, and they have the specific percentages they are of taking their own life, of addiction, of all these other. Things it was so interesting, it's fascinating. I was like, "Good, that's great." You know, um, so this is good that you're here. But here's the thing that I, I felt like was really important for me tonight uh, to highlight and, and to just own. In the church world, we have fallen. Um, we've fallen very, uh, very short. We've been, we failed this topic. I would say we have not done a good job with it. Historically, uh, it, it's been this, this thing you don't talk about. Um, and, and I've fallen short on this topic, for sure. I look back and I think of things that, that I said publicly or, or advice I gave, and uh, and I go, man, that, that was so short-sighted. Uh, that was not... And it wasn't coming from a place where I really understood the complexities of what we're talking about. And, and I think the reason why, especially like in the church world, we've seen this, is um, we like to, and, and I'll just... Sorry, could you say that again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're listening to everything. Um, <laughs> we like to highlight the easier issues. Like those are the easiest ones to talk about. Things that are clear, right? Black, white. Let's, let's live in that. And and, and and typically what happens is we run from the ones that aren't that, that either we don't understand, we don't have experience with, we don't have history with, um, or we just can't relate to it, and, or, or maybe we can't find specific just verses that like just like literally are dropped from the Bible and go, "Oh, that's exactly right." So we'll just like we'll just avoid it. Or if someone's dealing with something and we can't just spiritualize it away, we, we avoid it or, or we just kind of like, what, what? here's some of the things we, we like to say. You just need to pray harder. You just need to pray harder. You're not praying hard enough. You've got, you got sin in your life. That's why that happened to you. That's why the situation is going on. You, you have to have greater faith. Your faith, if you had more faith, you wouldn't have this problem. But because your faith isn't like that, and, and, and here's a verse. Here's another verse. If your faith was like this, you wouldn't have uh, this problem. You need to try harder. You need to try harder. You've given up. What's wrong with you? You need to try harder. And, 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 and we'll even use us as an example, right? I overcame that. I overcame that. In fact, in the Bible, Philippians 4.13, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And guess what? I overcame that. So what's wrong with you? what's wrong with you? Why can't you overcome that? And what and what I've seen is we've highlighted a, a, a faith, and we love the word it overcomes, right? In fact, I love that word. It overcomes. We'll sing it in worship songs, right? A faith that overcomes, and that's great, but, but I think what we've been so caught up in in the church world is, is, is so caught up in uh, in in this victory, right? This overcome means I defeat this. Versus the faith that we see uh, in scripture is a faith that a lot of times it gets you through something. It gets you through. Okay, like like when you see when you see people suffer in the Bible, um, you know, and it talks like count all suffering as joy, all these things. But when you see them, uh, they're not doing like victory laps, right? Um, you know, uh, and 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 sometimes they are, and then it gets worse. Uh, but but you see, you see that a lot of times it's it's just a faith that gets you through. And and I feel like one of the things that, and and I feel like early on in my life when I when I first started following Jesus, and to be honest, for me when I gave my life, when I started surrendering uh, my life to Jesus and following him. Uh, was out of a state where I was going to kill myself. I was depressed beyond, and I was like, I'm out. And that was my story in actually giving this a shot. But I think one of the things that I I hear is, you have to defeat that, um, or I'll hear people say, well, I've defeated that. I've beaten that in my life. And that's a very dangerous thing to say. That's very, very dangerous. You know how many people in addictions have told me that? I can't even count. It's probably over 100. He says, Steve, I've beaten that now. I'm okay. I don't need that anymore. I'm good. And they go out and they live life, and guess what happens? They fall back into it. Okay, and 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 for a lot of us, there's things that that we're dealing with mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, and we'll just focus on mentally right now. But there's things that you're going through, and 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 you you have a moment, right? This moment of like clarity, this moment of like feel like freedom, all of that, and you go, I'm done, I've beat it, and you've heard these like testimonies of people who are like, man, it just happened for me, and I was done, and you go, that's me now, like that's me, and so I'm good to go, and then all of a sudden you found yourself crashing down again and it was worse and it took you down and then it also took your view of god down and then you know what you looked at all these christians that had said oh you're good you and you're like no that's that's no that's not true and then you know what you do what's wrong with me what's wrong with me i hear the message about faith how you can overcome you can defeat how God's going to do all these things in my life. And and I hear those verses, and yet I am a wreck. And I hear this, don't be afraid, but I'm I'm afraid. Don't be anxious, I'm anxious. All these things that are happening. And I think, you guys, a lot of it has to do with this, like, picture we painted of, like, this, like, you just defeat it, and it's over, and you win, and and that's it. Guys, if, if you enter into a relationship with Jesus and, and maybe you don't have one right now, or if you do, here's the victory that's promised and here's when you really arrive. It's in heaven. That's victory. Like that. that is, that's when you go, we won. Okay? Until then, listen, it's a daily battle. It is a daily battle and the things uh, that Uh, have happened to you, Um, Satan does not want you to forget those things, okay? So you may have a season where you don't remember it, and he's going to catch you off guard. Like, that's what he's going to do. There's old wounds, there's situations, there's moments, there's trauma, you guys, because when we talk about uh, these things, uh, some of it comes from a place of trauma that you've either gone through, you've experienced, uh, whether it's a situation, a relationship, whatever, uh, is trauma. Um, and, and that has a, a huge impact on you mentally, emotionally, uh, physically. And, and, and so, you know, as I, as I think about the church as a whole and how, man, how wrong our advice has been in so many situations. Now, let me be clear. Everything I said there was not bad, okay? It can be taken and used in an abusive way, right? Like, like should I have greater faith? Should I be pursuing greater faith? Should I pray harder? You're like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Yes, I should want to pray harder, right? Uh, Those are all things uh, that are good. Should should I look at my life and see if I want to follow Jesus? Should I look at my life and see if there's anything that's in opposition to him? If there's sin, should I look at that? Yes, because all those things do what? They do impact us, okay? Uh, You can't say, oh, I'm, I'm following Jesus if you're not talking to him right? That's like you saying, oh, me and Steve are best friends, and I haven't talked to you in months. We're not best friends, okay? That, like, so uh, when you talk about if, if you're in a relationship with him, uh, like that, that is a huge part of this, but really where I feel like uh, the church world as a whole got nailed on this is when pastors started committing suicide. That rocked the boat because now you got the people that know the verses, know what to say, know how to say it. Guys that uh, some that I've had relation that are that are that I know are incredible that were incredible pastors, uh, wives, pastors' wives that I know who have taken their life, and all of a sudden it hit. This is not just this thing that we can just explain away, that we can just say, oh, you just, need, you just need greater faith because the person you look to for guidance, for affirmation in your faith, for direction in your faith, the person that led you to the Lord, they took their life. I don't know about you, but then it's like, well, what do I do, right? Do I have any hope? And you guys, those um, examples are not that you don't have hope. That's not what I'm trying to paint here. What I'm painting is there is a reality to this that we've avoided, that we've neglected, uh, that we've wanted to not address. And it's very real and no one is above it. Absolutely no one is above it. In fact, uh, I can't remember if it's 1 Corinthians or Second Corinthians, but it talks about. Uh, literally, when you think you can't fall, you're already in the process. In the Greek, it's active. You're already in the process of falling. Uh, and, and so when I think about mental health, um, whether you're in this room and you go, well, I don't understand, or I don't know why that person would be like that, or why they struggle with that, I don't get it guess what? It's it's not your space or place to have to figure it out and label it, okay? Uh, But how you approach it has to be with with grace, with compassion, um, and with humility. We have not approached these things with humility. We've come at it with, this is what you're supposed to do, and then this will fix that. And it hasn't. It hasn't to the point where the very people that we look to, if you're a Jesus follower, as like examples, uh, they're, 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 they're literally going through stuff and they're hiding it and, it and it's in them and they don't wanna label it, they don't wanna own it. Or maybe they've been honest about it. I know some that have been honest about it, but, but people just go, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And they were in a way deeper and darker spot than people knew. I know people that have gotten some of the best professional help that you could get and they ended up, taking their life. And so guys, um, I think what my goal is, is, is to humanize this a little bit, is to give validity to something that we've almost like tried to be like, no. And when you look throughout scripture, I mean, just a few, I mean, David, Elijah, Jonah, Job, Moses, they all struggled big time with mental health. I mean, we're talking some major train wrecks. Mentally, that happened different seasons and times. And so you may be here and go, well, I don't deal with this now. Well, statistically speaking, there's a, there's a good chance at some point in your life, you're gonna deal with one of these things. And, and maybe it's not you. Maybe you're gonna be a parent and it's gonna be in your family. Maybe, maybe it's gonna be your spouse at some point if you get married. Uh, if you're already married, wow, you're quick. But um, it, at some point, you deal with it and, and how you deal with it is going to be so important. And, and that's what I go, man, like I look at certain situations and how I've responded historically and I go, man, um, I, I, I just like, I try to just give this one hit answer. I just deliver this awesome verse and I walk away feeling good and that person's defeated and that person's questioning everything about themselves, Because like I said, these things uh, that happen You guys, um, some of it's hereditary, right? Some of it literally it has been passed down, and some people don't even know, right? Like it's been passed down, and you're like, "Where did this come from?" And it's something that's been passed down. Like I said, some for some of you, it's trauma; it's a specific incident that triggered things. For some of you, it's a specific substance; Uh, it's a specific addiction that has taken hold of your life. Um, And 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 guys, there's so much brain stuff, chemical stuff. There are so many things that are happening that are absolutely insane. Um, that 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 are happening, and so you can't just simplify these things, okay? And 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 for some of us, uh, it, it starts like I said shared before. It starts with just uh, something very basic, something small, and then it's turned into something that you just can't even believe has happened. And so, guys, that's where we're at, and I think through the coming weeks, what my hope is, is for us to help uh, identify some of these things in ourselves, identify some of these things, maybe in our friends, maybe in our family, not so you can say, hey, I know what's wrong with you. No. If anything, I hope this leads us to compassion, to grace, to learning how to meet somebody, not in their success, but in their brokenness, Uh, to be able to have conversations that, that open people up versus conversations that shut people down. Guys, that's huge. Learning how to just um, talk to somebody in a way that opens the door for another conversation is huge, okay? Um, And so I wanna just share some, I wanted to share, honestly, because I felt like it was so like, oh my goodness. I wanted to share some encouraging verses with you guys, okay? You want some encouraging verses? Just makes sense, there's worship happening now. Here's the first thing. God invites us to bring these things to him. However you feel, whatever you think, whatever has been said to you, the enemy is all about shame and guilt. Okay? So what he wants to do is, one, remind you of all of whatever it is, make you think it's your fault, make you think uh, all these things. Okay? He's going to do everything he can to keep you away from taking that to God. And I want to be very clear tonight that the first thing is God invites you to bring that to him. He invites you to bring it to him. Okay? Um, in, in Matthew 11:28, Jesus said, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy-laden, and I will give you rest." Okay? It's an invitation. It's not stay away from me till you get it figured out, till you're properly diagnosed, all of that, till, till everything seems to make sense. No, he invites you to bring that to him. And he doesn't invite you to bring it to him when you feel like you've got the right prayer all together. No, uh, in fact, it actually reflects a more healthy relationship, a real relationship, when you bring it to him when you're in the midst of the battle right? My friends that are really my friends, I bring them in when I'm in the midst of the battle. Those that are over here are kind of friends or support groups, I bring them in after I fought the battle, okay? Whether that's right or wrong, that's just something I've seen in my life, okay? Um, and, 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 and so with, G- with Jesus, you need to know he invites you to bring that to uh, him. So whatever you may be going through or someone else may be going through, he invites you to bring it to him. So that's not only for you. That may be for someone else that feels like they can't even come into a space like this, that feels like they can't, they can't even talk to God, uh, any of those things. You need to push uh, against that narrative. That is not true. Okay. Um, he does not uh, invite you to show him or to prove to him who you are or what you are. He says, bring this to me. Okay. Uh, Joshua 1.9, I've read this verse uh, uh, before, but he, he, he reminds us throughout Scripture how he's constantly with us. Okay, he's constantly with us. In Joshua 1.9 it says, Be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay, so once again, this bumps into uh, this, I'm alone in this, no one else understands, no one else knows, God is with you in that. And the narrative that I feel is important tonight that's maybe a little different is God's not with you, and I'm not saying God's with you. You better know that. Yeah, he's watching you. When no one's there, he's there. That's not what I'm saying, okay? Please hear that. He's with you. He's with you. Wherever you go, he's with you. He's with you. So you're not alone, okay? As dark and as lonely uh, as you may feel at times, you're not alone. And then here's here's a really important thing. Who you are isn't an accident or mistake. Okay? I love Psalm 139.14 when he says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Now, this is a guy that I just used as an example of someone that had some mental problems, some mental illnesses, and other problems, lots of problems. And he is able to say that. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. You don't have to be perfect to pray that prayer, okay? You don't. You don't you, like, like that like is, that is straight up just truth. Okay. And 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 so with that, um, I think what what you need to know is whatever you may be going through is you're not a mistake. Like you're not you're not a mistake. You're, you're not just some accident, some random thing. No. Um, he says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very uh, well. And, and you may say, well, I don't feel that way. I'm not asking you to pretend to feel that way. I'm just telling you that's how God sees you. He sees you like that. And, um, and that, that has to supersede how you see yourself, okay? And, and that's tough. And I hope that we can help move in that direction. Because I think that's what's really, really important is is helping me. I I know, guys. I I'm I'm like a. I feel like I, especially the last two years, I've just been this emotional roller coaster ride i feel like every week i'm different i'm i'm, I'm this and that and i've never gone like oh i'm, I'm battling this or, or that but 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 i've seen just a lot of this and and i just i i need to be reminded in my insecurities in my issues all the things that happen how i am fearfully and wonderfully made and and the weaknesses guys we see our weaknesses more than anybody else don't we don't we doesn't that stink Right? Even even some of you who pretend to put it up like like I got it together, you go home and you're like, ah. Right? And so I think it's really important to remind yourself of that. Okay? To remind yourself. Lastly, he rescued you and delights in you. I love that. Okay? If I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, he has rescued me and he delights in me. Psalm 18:19. I love this verse. It says, "He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. He rescued me because he delighted in me. You know, when I, when I think about um, a message to give to people uh, struggling, and uh, in, in, like I said, there's, there's so many uh, areas and ways, and I'm not gonna unpack all of these, but regardless of where you're at right now, whatever disorder, mental illness you're walking through, Jesus came to the, went to the cross for you because he delights in you. He delights in you. Like he delights in you. You weren't a bonus. You weren't an add-on. You weren't, well, I better include them. No, he actually delights in you. And so I, I know based upon that, that wherever you find yourself tonight, hope can be found. Hope can be found Hope is knowable. Is it, is it this one hit? Is this one moment? Can that happen? Sure. It, it, it can. <laughs> but guess what? More than likely, it's a journey. It's a journey of understanding. It's a journey of, getting, of, of connecting with experts. It's a journey of unpacking uh, trauma, of unpacking our past, unpacking our families. Uh, there's so much to it, uh, you guys, uh, and learning about how you're wired. Uh, and, and guys, uh, these bodies aren't perfect, right? So we have some misfires. All of us do, okay? Okay. And, and we have things that stop working, uh, and then they start, or they, or they never start again, right? And, and all of these things, that, 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 and we're dealing with them constantly. Um, but, but I want you to know that as you deal with it, or when you deal with it, he delights in you, He delights in you, okay? And let's not just stigmatize this away, okay? Let's approach these weeks with humility. Uh, let's be gracious with people that are going through stuff. Um, And if you're going through it, um, I want to just, one, uh, if you've been hurt or wounded by people or friends or a religious figure of some kind, um, I want you to just lay that aside and hopefully be encouraged. And hopefully you're met where you're at, and hopefully we can, with some truth, help you walk through and move forward, okay? Okay. Um, because even if, even if everything's not fixed in my life, I can still have hope and peace, you guys. I feel like that's one of the things that we've just lied, is like, if your life's perfect, then you're at peace. You guys, I, we've had this red carpet. It's nasty. We bought the house. We actually got a good deal on our house because of it. So I'm, I'm, it's like a love-hate thing. Um, and and, and we've, we've had the house for two years, Patient. With this red carpet because it's everywhere and that's expensive um and and i'm just like i hate this i hate this and except christmas christmas it just works it's like it's just like man this is like the perfect christmas house right so once a year it's a cool house um but the rest of it it was all about what it could be when we bought it and uh we love the house it's not like it's a very nice house but red carpet everywhere and and so this mindset was once the carpet's gone everything's going to feel good, right? Everything's going to feel good. Well, guess what? Most of the carpet is gone, okay? As of Christmas Eve, there's wood floor in the main level. And it's been awesome. But you know what? Um, It has not fulfilled the whole. (laughs) It hasn't been everything, right? You know what it did, guys? You You know what stinks when you walk through something? you see something else, and so we made some changes to our house, and all it did was reveal more problems, and so you guys, uh, sometimes even when we walk through something, and we get there, and it doesn't deliver, we go, oh, that's not it, well, no, you go, that's progress, right, guys, I should go home tonight and go, progress, progress, but there's more to be done and there's always gonna be more to be done, there's always more growth and there's not this arrival. We need to just stop talking about this arrival. The only arrival, like I said, is in heaven. Other than that, we're in this, we're gonna work through things. And if the guy that wrote a lot of the New Testament had a problem, we don't know what it was, we don't know if it was physical, mental, whatever, we don't know what it was, but if he who healed people left and right couldn't pray it away and dealt with it for the rest of his life, you know what, who am I to say, God, you're supposed to just fix everything, right? And he was able to, over time, actually even look at that and see how God was using it. And I think that's the growth that can happen in our life. That's the healthiness uh, that can be developed over time. But it starts with us addressing it, being real with it, being gracious with each other, approaching God humbly, and, 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 and being honest. I can't encourage that enough. Just being honest with where you're at, okay? Let me pray for us.